This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to a very special episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, when I get to introduce you to Allison Santoro, who is the winner of the Ultimate Instructor Class Profile Contest. Allison, welcome. Thank you, John. And congratulations, I should add. We really enjoyed your profile and felt it was clearly the best of the best. So again, congratulations. Thanks very much. I was um, very excited to win the competition. So, Allison, before we get started, give us a little understanding of you. Where do you live and where do you teach? I live in Hampton, New Hampshire, um, which is about 50 miles north of Boston. Um, I've lived in New England um, ever since I arrived here from um, from England. About well, you obviously didn't grow up in Boston. That's right. Um, I, now, I grew up in um, a small village on the west coast of England and came over here in 1987 started in Connecticut and now find myself in New Hampshire, which is probably where, where I'm going to stay. It's a, it's a beautiful state. We have um, everything here from um, sea to mountains to lake. Um, it's just wonderful. Um, I actually work full-time in Boston and I'm class at my gym, which is FitCore at the Prudential Center in Boston. And um, occasionally I teach an odd weekend class up here in New Hampshire as well. Okay, now what was your motivation to enter the contest? I was really fortunate to attend a spin class of um, somebody who you fr- you're familiar with, Tom Scotto. He used to teach a weekly class in Boston, um, where I now teach. Um, but each of Tom's rides had a very defined training objective and theme. His classes were so well thought out uh, from every aspect, whether it was technical or his narration his music selection, you name it, he had it covered. Um, So anyway, being one of Tom's students made me realize that I never really took the time to create the type of class that contained all of the attributes that that I look for as a student. Um, So the ultimate profile challenge came along, and it was a perfect opportunity for me to accomplish something that I'd been planning to do for a while but never really got around to doing. So I thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, and that was really our objective is to motivate you know, instructors yeah. to kind of make an extra effort with the promise of maybe winning something. And just so everybody understands, you ended up with a prize package worth what we estimate as $925. So it was probably pretty worth your while. And just a quick review, you're receiving $300 cash from Performance IQ, the power display people who we've talked about before, the Indoor Cycling Group of North America, in support of Live Strong Fitness, is providing you a credit for you to be able to go in and take their online certification, which normally sells for $200. Our friends at Cycling Fusion are sending you, you might have already received, a uh, box set of DVDs featuring their rides in Italy. IndoorCyclingMusic.com, which was formerly Cadence Revolution, providing you with a one-year subscription. Stages Indoor Cycling is really promoting this new iPhone app they have that works in conjunction with their power meters. And 
they thought, well, why don't we provide the key that it's necessary for an iPhone to be able to receive AMP plus signals? And then I said, well, yeah, but you better provide the chest strap to go along with it. So you're getting both the iPhone key and chest strap. And then yours truly is providing you with one of our IndoorCycleInstructor.com gear bags and a continuation of one-year membership to your ICI Pro subscription. And everybody who entered also received an e-book from Sally Edwards, Zoning Fitness in a Blink, her new simplified three-zone heart rate training program. Oh, and before anyone, when you're listening to this and you're thinking, crap, I should have done this. We're doing it again this fall. I've actually in the process of negotiating some of the prizes, one of which is going to be not in this country. As a matter of fact, a very warm, sunny place. If you've listened to me talk before, it's someplace that Amy and I enjoy going to. And that's all I'm going to say. But look for that later this fall. Your profile, White Face Mountain, Surrender to Gravity. Okay, thanks, John. So the working heart rate zone is mostly zone four for this profile but there'll be opportunities to work at Zone 5. Um, you'll, you'll find that students will need to work very hard on controlling their intensity just to stay below threshold throughout the ride. So the class objective is control, finding the perfect balance of aerobic and anaerobic intensity that will enable the class to endure the steepness and length of Whiteface Mountain while overcoming lactic acid buildup. To tell you a little about the profile, Whiteface Mountain is a very challenging eight-mile climb up to a castle at the summit of the mountain. There is a toll house at the three-mile mark, and this is where I'll be coaching the students to mentally prepare for the most challenging part of the class. You see, as we pass through the toll house, we'll encounter several miles of 8% and 10% gradients. As we approach the summit, two switchback turns, as well as an easing grade provide the class with the perfect opportunity to power through their thresholds to the summit. At the summit, the class will catch their breath and prepare for the best part of the ride. As the name of this profile suggests, your class will surrender to gravity and be rewarded with an exhilarating 10-minute downhill recovery. The length of the class is about 60 minutes, which includes a 10-minute cooldown, but you can easily customize this profile to accommodate a shorter class by shortening the warm-up or cool-down. The ride is divided into titled segments based upon gradient changes. Mostly I select one music track for each segment. Music choice, of course, is very subjective, so I won't spend any time discussing music selection, um, but do feel free to substitute any music that you prefer to use as an instructor. So we start with a long warm-up that lasts 11 minutes or so. Um, During the warm-up, I'll provide an overview of the mountain and of the class profile. So Whiteface Mountain is located just outside of Lake Placid. It's New York's fifth largest peak with a summit elevation of over 4,800 feet and 360 degrees panoramic views of the Adirondacks, New England, Vermont, and Montreal. It's almost eight miles long with an average grade of 8.6%. I tried to make the class understand how important it is for them to maintain control of their intensity during this ride. As long as they stay in control, they'll be flirting around threshold for the majority of the ride. The class will likely find themselves at an average RPE of 8.5 for most of the ride, but exceeding 9 RPE at times. Resistance will always be moderate to heavy, and cadence will be in the range of 60 to 80 RPM. This warm-up segment is called apprehension, 
because I want the class to experience the anxiety, fear, or uneasy anticipation of what lies ahead. So the class is warming up, and I try to get them to visualize the climb. It's a cool springtime morning, and the skies are clear. It's a perfect day for a ride to the crowning peak of Whiteface Mountain. During the warm-up, I build excitement by using cues like your heart flutters with excitement as you begin your way to the start of your uphill adventure. Push aside that flutter and feel grounded. As the grade steepens and the class continues to add resistance, that's when I try to inject a little fear or anxiety. I say, as you cycle towards the mountain, you experience a strange doom-like feeling as you see the summit ahead of you. Close your eyes and feel the adrenaline rush of knowing that you are about to beat this mountain or be beaten. As the class continues to add resistance for the warm-up, I'll tell the class that this is a tough climb. A recovery on Whiteface Mountain is simply a lesser gradient. It still hurts, but not as much. There are no flat roads to the summit of Whiteface Mountain. This next section is still a warm-up, and by the end of the section, the gradient will be 9%, and your class will be warmed up and mentally and physically prepared to take on Whiteface. The name of this section is called Commitment. Tell the class that a commitment is a pledge or agreement to do something, and each of your students has now made the commitment to take on Whiteface Mountain. They are ready for the challenge. I'll ask the class to add enough resistance to slow their cadence down to 70 RPM. About now, the class should be transitioning from easy to moderate intensity through regular increases in resistance. It's an 8% gradient, which is just below the average grade of Whiteface. Tell your students how they should feel. They should feel their quads engage more with every additional twist of resistance. It should feel challenging but sustainable. We'll do some 20-second out-of-the-saddle efforts with full recovery after each, and then we'll start resistance building. My objective here is to once again highlight how important it is for the student to stay in control. Ask students to maintain this cadence of 70 RPM while adding resistance. You want your class to stay at an RPE of 7 here. They should be working hard, but it shouldn't be uncomfortable. Coach them to add or back off resistance to stay at 7 RPE. I'll cue the class by telling them that they should feel a warmth radiate from within their bodies. Ask them if they can feel their heart rate slowly increasing as their muscles warm to the challenge ahead. At the end of this segment, it's important that students don't back off their resistance. Remind them that this is a mountain and the next section gets harder, not easier. I named the next section self-doubt after my experience on long and challenging rides. Frequently, I find myself just a few miles into a 50 or 100 mile bike ride and my muscles start burning, sending signals that they're not up for the challenge. This is where self-doubt creeps in. I shouldn't be tired already, right? How can I cycle another 80 miles when I'm already feeling fatigued? I call this the warm-up demon. He sits on your shoulder and plays games with your mind. So although we're through with the warm-up section of the profile, we're still really warming up the body and muscles in preparation for what lies ahead. So tell your class to ignore the demon and power through this brief period of self-doubt. Tell them that they, they have not even started to demonstrate what they are physically capable of doing. I set a base resistance level for students by asking them to add enough resistance to slow their cadence down to 65 RPM and remember how this feels. Remember how hard they're working. This now becomes the base level 
that we will keep returning to after completing several intense 15-second intervals. I tell the class that we're approaching the three-mile mark. It's a 9% gradient, and you're feeling good, you're feeling strong, and you're feeling the power to overcome the mountain. As we approach the toll booths, we start our transition from moderate to hard. I ask students to look ahead and see the road flatten and tell them to back off an appropriate amount of resistance as the gradient eases to 5%. Just as the class thinks they're getting a break, I'll tell them to speed up their cadence to already do 80 RPM. About now, I'll cue some energy into the room. You're cycling at a faster pace and you suddenly feel really good. Look around. Breathe in the scenery. You're warmed up, powerful, and ready to attack this summit. At this point, we're 17 minutes into the ride, and I ask students to add enough resistance to safely come out of the saddle for 20 seconds. When they return to the seat, I tell them to keep the resistance where it is. This is where the resistance stays for the remainder of the track. As the effort transitions from moderate to hard, I tell the students that they are riding at a pace that they can't sustain for the remainder of the ride. Why do I do that? Because it's human nature. It's not necessarily efficient, but it feels so good. We're running on adrenaline. I'm sure most of us have got a little overexcited by how powerful we suddenly feel. The road is smooth. The air is cooling your body down. Nonetheless, this burst of energy is nudging us towards our threshold tightrope. The fifth section of the ride is called the wall because it's the steepest part of the ride with grades of 9 and 10%. I start to prepare students for what lies ahead. 10 minutes of uphill effort. I talk about control, control breathing and control pedal stroke. I remind the class that it's most efficient to stay in the saddle when climbing. If they need to stand briefly to maintain their pace or give their knees a break, that's okay. I tell the students to look ahead. They should be able to see the road steepening. They will soon know what a 10% grade feels like. Have the class take another deep breath of nervous anticipation. Students should start loading resistance until they feel like they can't stay in the seat anymore. And this is where we're going to stay for a while. I will typically coach this section of the the ride off the bike. It's a good opportunity to walk around the room, offering encouragement and motivation. I'll talk the class up the hill, tell them to focus on a spot in front of them, or close their eyes and focus on their rhythm, or allow the beat of the music to push them up the hill, whatever it takes. At the four and a half mile mark, I tell the class to look ahead where they will see a castle at the top of the summit. It's still a long way away and really high up. The excitement of seeing the summit will provide your class with another burst of energy, just enough to get them up the 10% grade section of the mountain that's quickly approaching. One more final twist of resistance should be all it takes to simulate the 10% gradient. I cue the pain, tell them it's tough. Tell them it's ugly and it hurts. The nastiness will continue for another four minutes. I again emphasize control. Think about your breathing. Think about circular fluid pedal strokes. Think about energy flowing from your hips to your glutes, hams, quads, and calves. This maximum effort will definitely leave your class breathless. Students should definitely be generating more lactate than they can flush out and their muscles should be screaming for a break. Fortunately, just as the class thinks that they can't continue at this level of intensity for one second more, mile five rewards the class with a 6% gradient. 
As the students back off some resistance, remind them that 6% is not a flat road. This mile is a short reward. Tell the class to enjoy the reward. As we approach our next hill, I tell the class to add enough resistance to slow their cadence down to 60 RPM and simulate a 9% gradient. Are your students being honest with themselves? 9% should hurt. Is it really hurting? They should be teetering around their threshold once again. As we approach Whiteface's first switchback called Lake Placid Turn, I tell the class that we are getting close to the summit. I try to conjure up another wave of energy. They should see out of the corner of their eye a beautiful view of Lake Placid that will take their breath away. This glimpse of Mother Nature at her best will remind your class that this effort is all worth it. We'll take this left switch back wide, choosing to enjoy the flatter part of the turn. I'll coach this switch back by having the class come out of their saddle and power up as much resistance as they can handle for the next 20 seconds. Then they can sit down and back off some resistance, but not much. We're still at a 9% gradient, and so we're still working hard. The next two sections of the ride require a lot of control on the student's part with gradients of 5 to 8% and a cadence of 75 RPM. Over the next eight minutes, students will hover around an RPE of eight, no more and no less. I find this to be a good opportunity to discuss good breathing technique. I'll remind the students that many elite cyclists actually recover on hills, and they do so by breathing deep and expanding their lungs. With less than one mile to the summit, your class can taste their own success. I start preparing them mentally for a strong finish to the summit. Tell them that they're going to sum up their very last drop of energy to storm the summit and announce their arrival. This next section is called Triumph for obvious reasons. Energize the class's approaching Whiteface's second switchback called the Wilmington Turn. Ask the class to add enough resistance so that they feel as though they need to come out of their saddle, but remain seated for the next 30 seconds. We're taking this switchback on the inside instead of wide. With another twist of resistance, the class comes out of their saddles to make this tight right-hander. I tell them to pedal as fast as they can for 20 seconds. I'll cheer them on and tell them about the beautiful view they're missing. They may be tempted to look, but to do so could destroy their focus and would certainly be deathly dangerous. After the switchback, tell students to sit down and back off their resistance a little. The final mile of this climb is a 5% gradient easy, right? I tell the class to catch their breath for a minute as we head through the cliff-lined chute of the final half mile of this climb. As the class approaches the summit, they will exhaust their very last drop of energy for a power finish that will blast them through their anaerobic threshold. About now, I turn the class over to the students. Say, this is your ride, your choice. How will you finish the last two minutes? Pace yourselves. Two minutes is an eternity if you overshoot. I expect each of them to give an all-out effort, but allow them to manage their own intensity. They choose the cadence. They choose the resistance. I guarantee you that your class will work harder for themselves than they will for you. It's important to count down the last two minutes so that your class can pace themselves and manage their output. At 30 seconds to go, I tell the class what I plan to do and invite them to join me. For this profile, I add enough resistance to require that I come out of the saddle and then I paddle as fast as I can to the summit. I'll finally give a 10-second time check for those students who really wish to empty the tank. 
At the summit, students release the resistance load, hydrate, and take in the beautiful views of Lake Placid and the Adirondack High Peaks for a moment. We're not staying here for long. The next nine or ten minutes represent a slow recovery in the form of a descent down Whiteface Mountain. What goes up must come down. I tell students to close their eyes and imagine they're pedaling downhill. I'll cue this by telling them to add quite a bit of resistance to simulate a really high gear and then pedal at 60 RPM so that they are powering down the hill and that their flywheel isn't carrying them down. They're building speed, 20 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour. They can feel the cold breeze in their face. The wind is slowing them down. Their heartbeats are slowing. Intensity levels are transitioning from moderate to easy. As we once again approach the toll house, it's possible to reach speeds in excess of 60 miles per hour with a favorable wind, but we're not going to do that today. I tell the class to relax for the remainder of the ride before stretching and ask them to think about their climb to the top of Whiteface Mountain. Think about the thrill, the fear, the pain, the accomplishment and the excitement. Finally, I'll conclude the ride by asking them if they're glad this ride is over or sad. This audio profile has been a production of Deep Breath In, LLC, and is intended for Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro members only. I truly hope you've enjoyed this profile, and remember that you can download the printed version from the post for this audio profile. Now, if you have any comments or suggestions for this or a future audio profile, please email me, john at indoorcycleinstructor.com. Now with a firm foundation in place, get out there and teach a great class.